uh, uh, welcome to Who Analyzed uh, Roger Rabbit, the uh, podcast where we uh, dissect who framed Roger Rabbit one minute at a time with special guests Adam and uh, and, uh, uh, Rachel. Hello and welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. As always, I am Chris Blair, but like never... I am not joined by Annie McMullen this week. She is on vacation. This week, we've got joining us from the TM <laughs> the TMNT Minute Podcast, otherwise known as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We've got Adam and Rachel. Hello. Hello. Yeah, TMNT Minute is a mouthful. We apologize. <laughs> yeah, it's, it takes some practice. <laughs> I mean, I really blame the creators of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for this. Well, that, that was the whole point. That it, it's just like, how many different adjectives can we throw at the wall? <laughs> yeah, and take any one of them away, and you've got a completely different series. Yeah. Teenage Turtles, no one wants to see that. Mutant right. Turtles, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mutant Ninjas, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why we just shortened it to Ninja Turtles as kids. Like, oh yeah, let's play Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because yeah. that's a lot for a four or five year old to try to, to try to say. <laughs> Question we've been asking all of our guests is what is your relationship with the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit? So we established this movie came out in nineteen eighty eight, right? Uh yes, yes, nineteen eighty eight. So I was I was three we were both three years old yeah. when this movie came out, but I remember watching it when I was way too young to be watching this movie, maybe like five or six, like Thankfully, most of the jokes went over my head, but I, I remember putting that tape in the VCR and my parents were just like, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, I think that's a very common phenomenon with this movie, like, is that people watch it way too early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because for some reason, there's a misconception that this movie is made for kids. Well, it's got cartoon characters in it. Mickey Mouse is in it. Bugs I mean- Bunny's in it. It works. Like, yeah. It tracks. Because like a lot of the adult humor in this, if you're too young to get it, you're just too young to get it. Like it's gonna go over your head. Mm-hmm. But the zany antics are great. You yeah. know, it's it's fun. And another funny tidbit about this movie, my dad looks a lot like Bob Hoskins. So when I was really little, I thought that was my dad. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> you're in this movie. That's you. He would also be this grumpy in oh, world yeah. where cartoons exist. Yeah. You always had to win him over, much like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Adam? Do you remember uh, Do you remember your relationship with this, this movie? This is one of those movies that, like, I don't have an earliest memory of. It's just always been there. Like, I feel like I've, I probably saw it a few times when I was very, very young at like a sleepover with family with older kids. It's it's like that kind of relationship. But like it got renewed when I was in college because I, I was a big animation buff and I was studying film and I was learning a lot about animation. So like this was one of those movies where it's like a crowning achievement mm. in animation. It's like one of those masterpiece level films. So I've I've watched sequences of this movie frame by frame <laughs> just like it's it's one of those how the heck did they do that kind of movies. yeah even today comparing this to the cg that we get nowadays mixed in yeah. with real life this there's something just infinitely charming about seeing this and how difficult it must have been to do everything 
impossible. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still amazed that this movie managed to get made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Space Jam never looked this good. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if Space Jam had Bob Hoskins in it, it maybe. would be a different yeah. story. Maybe. Yeah. In- instead of Wayne Knight, it's Bob Hoskins. <laughs> oh, that would have been beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I would have been completely on board for that. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob Hoskins. Oh, yeah. F in the chat. Mm, I'll pour one out for, for old Bobby Hoss. <laughs> we'll pour out a bottle of uh, indiscriminate brown liquid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This week, uh, minute 28 begins with the photo of the Valiant Brothers in suits and ends with Lieutenant Santino saying, gee whiz, Eddie. This continues on with the sad pan across Eddie's desk. Just this and the score. I don't know. Mm. This, this is a really sad moment. Yeah. It's it's one of those things I really viscerally remember from being a kid is like even then this this scene bummed me out. You know, I don't re- I don't think I really noticed any of these headlines as a kid because I I remember watching this movie before I could read. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> these headlines yeah. didn't mean a damn thing to me. These are great. Like we yeah. get we get the valiant and valiant crack nephew kidnapping and Donald's Huey Dewey and Louie return. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then the next one, Goofy cleared of spy charges. Yeah, this one <laughs> is fascinating to me. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, just seeing Goofy in front of the the McCarthy uh, tribunal. Yeah, that, we yeah. were kind of talking off mic about that. So this is after World War II, but it's kind mm-hmm. of before the whole McCarthy era of it's like spies and whatnot but was goofy suspected of spying for the russians or i like double agent goofy yeah yeah well do we have any evidence that goofy is not a communist because i don't think we do there's no evidence to support it or deny it i mean he could have been some kind of manchurian candidate where like if someone says a certain combination of words he turns in just into just a, a deadly assassin. I would love to see this crossover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he's uh, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> There's just something so inherently not scary about Goofy that if he yeah. purposely tried to make him scary, I think it would be terrifying. Yeah, it'd be yeah. extra scary. Mm-hmm. It's like when a really nice person gets mad. Who do you think kidnapped Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Hmm. That's a good question. Probably the Beagle Boys, right? Yeah, I mean, probably. They're right at the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are the main suspects of this. Yeah, who else wants Donald's nephews? Like, who else would be able to stand them for more than ten minutes? Unless, honestly? unless they were living with Uncle Scrooge at the time and they were doing it as kind of like a ransom yeah, situation. True. But I don't oh. think Uncle Scrooge would pay any no a single not. cent to get yeah, those boys I, back. Yeah, Donald would have to raise the money himself with zero help from Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, those kids would have to have like med alert bracelets. It's like Scrooge will not pay a ransom, yeah. <laughs> especially since this is pre. Mickey's Christmas Carol Scrooge before oh, he yeah. had the change of heart. There is no way he's giving yeah. one cent of that swimming pool money for <laughs> his cause. <laughs> I, I had mentioned this a little bit last week, but I just would love to see a prequel series where mm-hmm. Valiant and Valiant are solving some of these crimes. Oh, um, they're, they're case files? Yeah. They've got um, it, so good. it would work as a Disney Plus series. Get on that. Yeah. You get on that. 
Yeah. Give us a Valiant and Valiant series. Yeah. yeah. There's at least three people who want this. <laughs> that's all you need, right? Yeah. That's, uh, that's green lit now. <laughs> yeah, we're in. We get to see a little bit more of these particular pictures on the desk. Get to see some more of Valiant and Valiant. Uh, Eddie is a total goofball in these mm-hmm. pictures, which I kind of love. Finally, we learned that Eddie's dad was a clown. And yes. Eddie and his brother were also clowns. <laughs> yeah, this this part is pretty fascinating that they come from this clowning background and um up to the point where even in the police force there everyone else is very stoic in that picture except for the valiant brothers who Mm -hmm. are clowning it up i mean it's probably how they kept getting on the on the cartoon beat right yeah okay you you guys are clowns right you guys are you guys skirt the line between cartoon (laughs) and human being why don't you take care of this kind of like not only did a a tune kill eddie's brother but like he's rebelling against this clown background Mm-hmm. right yeah i guess i guess it killed that side of him yeah yeah it really did like this this moment where like he's mourning his brother uh it's really just like the the shell of the person eddie's become because he's lost this side of him and then oh, the sure. final picture two flatfoots and a floozy go into business excuse me <laughs> uh, this what is up with that <laughs> like did they start the, what business did they start together did they start the bar together i think so <laughs> yeah i uh, like what what does the flat foot thing mean first of all i do not understand that's, that's slang for detective or, or, or police cop, police yeah. officer oh is this a thing like a gumshoe sort of thing yeah, yeah. This is, okay i guess because they walked a lot and they had flat feet i don't know mm. It's one of yeah. those like old timey phrases that have has since lost meaning. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Not too many people calling detectives that these days. I'm guessing. Yeah. And um, Floozy, I don't know who wrote this news article, but mm. that is it's uh, not even a news article. Like they had that picture framed <laughs> and put with a placard. Oh yeah, that is that is their words. Yeah. Uh, Unless yeah. that was the headline from the news article. And then they just had it, a placard made for the photo. Maybe they were doing that, like, get a load of this journalist who called yeah. Dolores a floozy. Yeah. <laughs> no woman wants to be called a floozy. Just putting that out there. <laughs> so I'm a little bit confused by this, too. What is their business? Are they talking about the bar? Did Eddie and Teddy used to own this bar? Or are they talking about the Valiant and Valiant? I think, yeah, are they talking I think about the, the P.I.? I think it's the business. bar because mm. Dolores, I don't know. We're, we're missing part of the story, I guess. Like, did mm. they all own the bar together? Well, he does owe Dolores money, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. It's got to not be her business, the bar, because she does say the boss is going to be checking the, the papers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that does make sense that it is this valiant and valiant organization. But she just does not seem like she is part of that operation. I mean, maybe she was the secretary for a while. And like when Teddy died, he, there wasn't enough money to go around. So that's why she took the job at the bar, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're all holding drinks. Like, that's the other weird thing. Yeah. Well, this was the 40s. I feel like. True. True. Everybody drank, I guess. <laughs> See that in the clown picture, by the way, this was in 1906, mm-hmm. uh, which 
The first cartoon historically is known to be made in 1911. Uh, it's one called Phantasmagory by Emile Cole. I wonder what happened beforehand. Like, did this change the whole clown world once Toons got introduced <laughs> into into the world and started appearing? And what oh, was, did they become obsolete? Yeah, I've got to imagine, like, because no human is going to be as good at this as someone whose entire life purpose is to do things when it's funny. That, right. that raises some crazy questions. Like, in this world, are like Toons are set? They're like a a, a living, breathing thing well i wouldn't call them living breathing well no but they they are they have uh what's the word i'm looking for not sentience but like mm. there, there's a physicality to them <laughs> yeah, yeah it's weird so did someone like draw that first cartoon and then it came to life yeah, are they cryptids like what <laughs> yeah so this question comes up a lot on the show <laughs> yeah I, i'd imagine but, but uh, what what if the what if the the edging out the the clown market what if what if his animosity towards tunes goes that far back yeah like mm. I'd still be a clown today if it wasn't for you cartoons oh okay because maybe like in the early days of Toon Town or whatever you could hire cartoons to come to your birthday party right why would you hire a clown when right you can get like you know goofy <laughs> droopy or someone <laughs> droopy <laughs> yeah so maybe this wasn't a matter of like the tunes not uh tunes not existing before then it's just tunes aren't getting put into movies before this time period yeah hmm. but yeah like well, how does a tune come to be like does it have to be drawn first is it conjured like well so, jessica does say i'm I, i'm not bad i'm just drawn that. so she mm. was drawn and then came to life yeah, so, is there some sort of spell? <laughs> like, so the predominant theory right now is that <laughs> the, a an animator and a voice actor have to come together to co-create that tune, and that's mm. how it's brought to life. So they're essentially the tune's parents. Ah, okay. Wow. But this this does raise the the uh, then the possibility that tunes cannot breed within themselves and that you're always going to have to have a artist and a voice actor come together mm-hmm. if this is if this is what it's the uh, i guess creation promise origin story of a tune yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna go with occult magic at this yeah, point yeah yeah <laughs> it's probably like they do a drawing and then like do some magic yeah and there's a bunch comes. of they light a bunch of candles and- yeah <laughs> Well, Disney Plus executives, maybe you can answer this question yeah. in the uh, prequel series. <laughs> we go back to Eddie. The cool thing about this shot is that last mi- this shot starts the, the minute prior when we pan down, we see Theodore's desk, we go over, we see all these articles, we come back up to Eddie, and it is a different time of day now. Uh, a bottle that was formerly full is now completely empty. Um, we've been doing a Eddie's drink count, and uh-huh. I, <laughs> I guess this would take us to drink number six, but this is a hell of a drink because he just polishes off the entire bottle. Mm. But at any rate, he is passed out on this desk right now. I mean, I would be too after finishing off a bottle of brown liquor. A bottle of brown. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he really made a number on his nondescript brown liquor in this in this minute. I'm I'm also loving these short ties. Yeah, high high pants and short ties. High pants, short ties. Love it. 
Yeah, yeah, L- Lieutenant Santino too when he enters. Same, same ensemble, same short tie. Um, so this is not just an Eddie thing. This no, this is a this is a late forties, fifties fashion choice. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know why they the ties were so short. Well, the ties were so short because the pants were t- so high. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And a lot of vests back then, too, mm-hmm. just covering the end of the tie. You could save a little bit of money on fabric if you're having shorter ties, I guess. Or were that the pants so high because the tie was so short? Like, which, which came oh, first? Or was a, it a, a singular decision yeah. that we're all going to start wearing higher pants? Know, men's tie? fashion has always been strange. I mean, women's fashion is strange. But, like, men's fashion doesn't change that much from decade to decade. But, like, mm-hmm. the short ties are still very weird to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a fashion that has never really been brought back. Like no. skinny tie, in and out, short tie. Yeah, not gonna relive that one. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to bring it back. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm gonna start trying to bring that back. <laughs> back <the> short tie. <laughs> well, I mean, fashion is cyclical for the most part. I think like something is popular, it kind of goes out, and then the next generation brings it back. Like bell bottoms are coming back with Gen Z and like yeah. that whole generation yeah i thought we were over that (laughs) but no you think our skinny jeans are dumb so you're gonna wear bell bottoms okay yeah yeah which became later bootcut jeans at Mm -hmm. at some point in time oh yeah the the flared jean let's just say that's that's back in a big way yeah yeah weird weird fashion choices almost as mysterious as how tunes are made So speaking of Lieutenant Santino, this is our introduction to him. He is played by Richard Le Parmentier, but he is best known for his role in Star Wars. He is the guy that questions Vader, and Vader does the uh, Force death choke oh, on him. Man. Oh my god! I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, this guy. This guy, a uh, pretty notable role in that movie. I mean, pretty I, iconic, I should say. His, his yeah. character doesn't do too much afterwards, but he does dare to question Vader. I love the the robot chicken uh, version of that scene, where they're like, "Lord Vader thinks he could choke people, but he can't." So pretend you got you get choked. Go over there, put a mustache on, and come back. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by, by the way, Lieutenant Santino, the way he wakes Eddie up seems just unnecessary. Yeah, that's that's not okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it does. It gets the job done. <laughs> yeah, it's very efficient. It's a very teacher way to wake up a student. Mm-hmm. It's a great comedy beat too. Like Bob Hoskins is so good in this because, like, it, it's that slapsticky sits straight up, looks around, like, love it. I love the beats of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, they're really great. What is that on his desk? Is that steak sauce or is that another bottle of brown? It does look like he's got like A1. A couple of Chinese food containers. I can't imagine Eddie going to any sort of table to eat. It's probably not allowed in a lot of places. Yeah, Mm. he's probably been asked to leave a lot of places. I love those old filing cabinets in the back too. I wish filing cabinets still looked like that. Like had that kind of antique look to them. Mm-hmm. If we're going to bring back anything, don't be the short ties, be those yeah. filing cabinets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring back cool looking filing cabinets, please. Ends with Santino saying, gee whiz. Anything else for this particular minute? 
I don't think so. Nope. Yeah, I feel we're on the verge of some big sort of news. We'll have to see next week, but it uh, looks like something pretty big is about to happen. Um, just a quick, another fun fact about Bob Hoskins. I didn't know he was English until I was probably a teenager because he did this. He was Mario. It's weird because his accent does poke through a lot. Like it pokes through a lot in Mario mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, he's like an acclaimed British actor and I didn't realize that for a long time. It's pretty amazing that not only is he having to act with tunes, but he's having to do it in an accent that's mm-hmm. not his own. Right. This is an impossible job. Like <laughs> it, when you think about like what they had to cue off of, like a lot of times there just wasn't anything there. Like they were just acting at an empty chair. Yeah. At least now when they do CGI, there's like a green puppet you can kind of yeah. act against. We're like yeah. an actor in mocap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it for today. Thank you for listening. This is a Dueling Genre podcast. Uh, you could check out many more of their podcasts, including the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. If you go to DuelingGenre.com, click on the link to support. And Rachel and Adam, where can we find you? Uh, well, you can find us on, on, on Twitter and I think Instagram mm-hmm. uh, at TMNT Minute. Um, you can also find me at Tales from the Short Box, another uh, Dueling Genre podcast where I talk about weekly comics. Uh, we also have another podcast coming out soon called Screenplay, mm-hmm. where we we're inhabiting uh, pop culture franchises via tabletop role-playing game. Yeah, if you listen to our, our show um, up from below, it's very similar to that. If you liked it, tune in whenever we release that. Maybe it's out now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. Well, <laughs> listeners, you're going to have to go and see right now. And if not, periodically check every day and see if it's up. Yeah, just keep, <laughs> keep keep putting that refresh just <laughs> until we release it. And bug us on the Discord until yeah. we do. Thanks, and we will see you on Wednesday for Minute 29 of Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. Bye. Bye.